0: Greetings from Sheldon. He's all the way on the other side of, of the province. Uh, he went with the company of prophets and uh, his heart is to be here this morning. So there's, there's been a lot happening in this last year. And like I started to say for those who weren't here, that this morning for, a, for a, just a moment, I want you to, to come with me as we're going to walk in God's garden and i'm going to explain what this looks like but i want to frame it and explain it with the scripture in genesis 3 verse 8 a familiar scripture to us it says and they heard the sound of the lord this is adam and eve god walking in the garden in the cool of the day and the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the lord and they hid themselves amongst the trees of the garden We know that God is spirit. And so the question was, for some theologians, is how exactly did he walk with them? Some believe it was through a wind. Some believe that he physically came through a a manifest presence like a man. And others believe that it was the way that he spoke to them, that they heard his voice. Now I want to ask you for a moment not to look at the image of how he did this. Because throughout God's word, I'm going to share some scriptures with you, is how God walked with people. And he did it in a way that he says, I'm here with you. And because of that relationship that was intended in the Garden of Eden, we, we know what has happened since then. That there's been a disconnect from God and man, but through his salvation plan and through the years, God says my sole purpose is just to have fellowship with you and so i want to ask you that as we're going to do this we're going to do this in a way just listen to this when adam and eve was in the garden of eden and later and actually in fact in this scripture this thing has already happened there was a temptation that came and then this voice said did god not say So that means when this conversation was taking place in fellowship with Adam and Eve and God, there was voices listening in. And one of those voices sometimes doesn't come through the noise. Sometimes that voice just comes when you're alone. And I want to ask you that as we are going to speak and walk through God's garden today, we shut off every voice that will distract us, that will try to speak into our lives and say, you're not good enough. Every voice to say that didn't happen for you. Your testimony is no bigger than the other. We are here to call the devil a liar. But ultimately today, like we've done week after week, we're pausing today and saying, we're ascribing greatness to this amazing God. And as we walk into the garden, the flowers represent your and my life. For some people, you hear poems at funerals where people say that, that you are a flower in God's garden. But truthfully, it's actually living beings. It's only when you pick that flower that you become part of His bouquet. And so as we walk through this garden, you're going to hear different voices. We're going to worship God in between those voices. You pick Something out of something that has been shared here today as a flower that's going to make up this bouquet. So when you come into some people's homes, notice when there are flowers, they don't look at how nice your house is or how clean it is. The first reference people would make is beautiful flowers. I love them. Because flowers have a way of bringing this radiance. Allow your senses to be part of this today. As we're walking in this proverbial garden, also t- are your senses to smell what you smell. Some of you love roses. Some of you lo- love certain flowers. You look where your flowers are. For those of you like myself and many others, when you walk into, like for example, the botanical gardens or other places, even your own garden, notice what happens. Your whole world gets transformed. When you when you hike. What Japanese call that is a Japanese bath. Nature has a way of speaking to us. You are bathing yourself in the very presence of God and the fragrance of God. So engage with us this morning as we're going to take you through this garden and explain what it means. garden represents also what is called a garden of hope. They're trying to sort this out, so don't get distracted. It represents the garden of hope Where he is the vine and we are grafted in. Jesus' word says, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. And so if he is the gardener, he will prune us. He is the one that as we are walking in and as we are grafted in, equally it's almost like this uh, outer body experience. You see yourself reflecting in these beautiful flowers. And so when the reference is made that I've made you into my image and into my likeness, he says, listen, let the world look at my beauty and everything that I've created. No one flower is the same. It might have the same name called rose. But there's a rose of Sharon that we know that is actually from a certain place. There are different roses. And I don't know all the names because each flower is unique, has its own beautiful fragrance has its own way of presenting itself to the world come let's take that walk let's take that walk in a way that we go back to reset what god has intended to have fellowship with him our lives are too busy our lives are too much on the fly lord i'm just going to talk to you as i'm getting in my car and i thank you for everything and i no he's saying i'm wooing you I'm calling you to myself. And for today, as a church, pause. Let's stop. Let's literally smell the roses. Let's walk and admire his beauty through testimonies, through words that are being shared. And let's also look at where God is taking us. I'm going to invite Joe, and she's going to share with what God is doing through the children's work. As we stop at this one section of the garden, that's going to look at our children and equally what God has been doing in their lives and equally in our lives as the church. Joe?
1: Morning, everyone. It's quite hard to know where to start. Um, I'm just going to share very, very briefly. Um, At the beginning of this year, I started the year saying to God, I can't do another year like last year. I just can't. And it felt like we didn't really have a team. Um, It felt like there was so much work. And the place God took me to was to say, I want you to trust me. I want you to do things from a place of rest. Now that sounds like a contradiction as regards kids because most of you see me running around like a, like a headless chicken. Um, but God said, I want you to rest in me and to do things from a place of rest. And I read a prophetic word and it, it resonated and it's something that I've prayed over our kids every single week. And I'm just going to read the very, very first bit because it's quite long. Okay. When I awoke... I realized that children's spiritual rights are very precious to the Lord. When he said, let the little children come unto me, it was not so that he could just play with them. The Lord desired to share his purpose with them and bless them in the kingdom pursuit. Everything Jesus did, he did with purpose. They have, our children have the same access to the depth of God. There is no junior Holy Spirit and there's no senior Holy Holy Spirit. It is the same Holy Spirit. There's only one. Children have the same access to that Holy Spirit as we do. Even though they may not have the same level of maturity or character, the Holy Spirit is mature and is God and can move as freely in them as he can in his most proven vessels. If they choose to walk with God, they can have the same anointing of the mind of Christ that is available to us in 1 Corinthians 2. I saw young people stepping into an eternal timing where they would learn in moments the lessons that took us years. They do not have to be taught through the pain of life experiences if they learn it by spiritual experience. And my heart said, yes, God. And we have seen it. We have seen that that start. And it's not by a fancy curriculum and program and things. It has been as we have let the Holy Spirit flow. And I stand here today and I can just say thank you, God, Thank you for, for your faithfulness. There is a most amazing team. I have never known such a buzz, even in the morning at registration here, which used to be such a mess, There is such a buzz. Everybody's just glad, glad to be here. The kids come. There's an excitement in, in the groups. We've had child, children with behavior issues, and they're calm. The Holy Spirit has just come as we've prayed. He has just brought his peace. He, he has just brought his calm. And one of the most amazing things is, as Errol asked me, just to reflect on what God has done this this year, is to have parents send me messages through saying, my child has had two visions this week. My child has had a word from God. To see children in the groups that are praying for, for, for one another. To see children when we had a family meeting here. The children came forward and they laid hands hands on... They, they weren't asked to. And we are seeing as we take a step into what God has said he is going to do and trusting him from a place of rest. He is doing amazing things and it is to his faithfulness. And it is from a, from a place of rest. It is from a place of trusting him. And Nathan and Michelle, who are sitting here, have stepped into leading worship with 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 the kids every single month and again as they have stepped in with what God has gifted and anointed them with too we are seeing break break breakthrough and our kids groups aren't the same as they were a year ago and it is all down to the faithfulness of God thank you Lord
2: stand. You were the word at the beginning, one with God, the Lord most high. You were the word at the beginning, one with God, the Lord most high. Your hidden glory in creation. Not hold. Death cannot hold you. The veil tore before you. You silence the bolts of sin and pain. The heavens are roaring. The praise of your glory. You have no equal no Now and forever God you reign Yours is the kingdom Yours is the glory Yours is the name of all names You have no rival You have no rival you have no, no equal. equal now and forever. God, you reign. And Yours is, is the kingdom. Yours is the, the glory. glory. Yours is the name of all oh, name. What a powerful, what a powerful name it is. What a powerful name it is. Death could not hold you The veil tore before you You silenced the boast of sin and grave. The heavens are roaring the praise of your glory for you are raised to life again you have no you have no rival you have no equal now and forever god you yours is the kingdom yours is the glory yours is the name above what a powerful name what a powerful name it is what a powerful name it is the name of jesus christ my king what a powerful name it is Nothing compares to this What a powerful name it is The name of Jesus The
3: name of Jesus The name, name, the name that's above every other name
2: The name of Jesus Jesus, we praise your name. So so kind to me. Oh, oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. Oh, it chases me down, fights till I'm found, leaves the nights in I couldn't earn it. I Don't deserve it Still you give Yourself away Though the Overwhelming Never ending Reckless Love of God Yeah oh. When I was your foe Still your love fought for me. You fight for me, Lord. You have been so, so good to me. When I felt no worth. When I felt no worth. You paid it all for me. On the cross of Calvary. You have been so, so kind to me, oh, though the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God, though it chases me down, fights till I'm found, leaves the 99, I couldn't earn it, I don't deserve it, still you give yourself away know the overwhelming never-ending reckless love of god no shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. There's no wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down, coming after me. And oh, the overwhelming, never ending, reckless love of God. Oh, it, it chases me down. Fight still, leaves the night I couldn't earn it. Not I don't deserve, deserve it. Still, you, you give yourself away. Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. greater than your love you leave the 99 just to find the one lost sheep no shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up coming after me it's who i am you're good you're a good good father it's who you are it's who you are it's who you are are. i'm loved by you It's it's who i am it's who i am it's who i am perfect in all of your ways you are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways. To us. You are perfect. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways. To us And all the overwhelming Never-ending, reckless Love of God Oh, it chases me Down, fast. i Leaves the 99 nine. I couldn't earn it deserve it. Still you give yourself. Away. Just the voices. Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love.
0: Leviticus 26, Leviticus twenty-six twelve says, And I will walk among you, and will be your God, and you will be my people. You see, he loves walking with us, because he wants to just draw closer. Thank you, Lord, that you're a God that pursues after our very hearts. We honor you, the King of kings and the Lord of Lords. In Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Mr. McCordy.
4: Jude, if you may put the video up. Wow, what an amazing time we had. Uh, You see those numbers, it was not an auction, eh? (laughs) It was just a game that we were playing. Can you put up that picture, Jade? Yeah, that one. (laughs) Can you have a look at that, guys? So next time when you need to, you know, to select the Springbok team, we are sorted already. (laughs) (laughs) We are sorted. You need to tell the coach, tell the coach we are sorted already. I want to thank you, church, um, from the bottom of my heart. It was an amazing journey uh, that we started some months ago. It started with a dream from our elders, and then we see it uh, came to pass at the camp. I want to thank you guys for all the uh, funds that you raised. Um, there was a lot of money that was needed, but uh, the chase just came to part. Some people were phoning me. Uh, some people were sending me messages, emails, just asking me how they can help. And there was a lot of um, donations as well. Uh, please, thank you for that. Can you clap for those guys? So Genesis 1, uh, verse 3, Let there be light... And there was light, and God saw that it was good. And then if you go to um, Genesis 1.11 now, then God said, let the land produce vegetation, seeds bearing plants, and trees on the land that bears fruits with seeds in it according to the various kinds, and it was so. And also God saw that it was good. So for me, it was very interesting just reading Genesis 1, the order that God created things. At first, he created the light, and then we, we see him also separating um, uh, the, the, the water from the land. We see him creating vegetation. We see him creating the birds, of, uh, the birds and the fish of the sea. But there was an order that he followed. The first thing was light. There was sun. There was moon. And I, I, I had to think about it, like, why did God do this? Why, why was he trying to show us something? And yes, he was, really. If you look at the order, we have plants, right? I'm just going to jump to plants. To, to plants for them to create food, they need light. They create food through the process called photosynthesis, right? Where that sun rays hit the chlorophyll and then it's sent. And anyway, let's not go into biology lessons. But that's, that's what they need. So just imagine if plants were created before the sun, what would have happened? I don't know, maybe God could have created, you know, is God. But He did this in a certain order because He knew that plants need light for them to survive, for them to create energy, for them to be fruitful, to also be other fruits. They need light. Hence, He created light first. That what we were doing at this camp. The theme was men arise, take your place. But there was an interesting question that was raised by Percy. Like, how are we going to rise? Why are we going to rise? Where to are we going to rise? and the answer was also part of um, Romans 12:2 Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewal of your mind Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is his good pleasing perfect will for you So before men arise before men take their position they need to be first transformed because if you just take our positions and we are not transformed, then we are doing nothing. It's just the same as taking uh, just like a, a novice or yeah, a novice to, to the army and then just give them a bazooka and say defend <laughs> the, the country. They won't do anything. There's no training. There's no equipping. So there's first things that need to, to be done first before they can take position, before they can rise. So that's the process that we went through, the transformation But before transformation, there is a renewal of your mind. That's how we get transformed. We change those templates that we have in our minds. We change the ways that we used to live. We change the beliefs that we used to believe. We change the core beliefs. And then after that, we became transformed. But also there is another process before transformation, which was present your body as a living sacrifice. Because if we don't change our, li- our body, if we don't present it, how are we going to be transformed? How are we going to be renewed? So that was just like a piece of it. There's going to be more that we're going to share. Um, we're going to put the same the one that we, uh, we had on Google Drive. They are quite big. Unfortunately, uh, we cannot just send them on WhatsApp. Uh, there's a limit to that. So what we're going to do, we're going to put them on Google Drive, and you guys, um, you get it from there. So the transformation renewal and present your body as a living sacrifice because once someone is transformed there's no going back we said we were moving from being a cocoon to a butterfly so if you if you hear husband saying i'm a butterfly just know that's where <laughs> 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 that, that that's where um it's coming from so the thing is this now we we had a camp we were filled, but the idea now is not just to you know have a high at the camp and then go back to our old lives. But actually to start the process of being transformed. Like when you fill your car at the garage, it's not just to, you know, go around BP garage, maybe to McDonald's and back there. But actually fill it so that you can go on a journey. So I'm trusting now from here on we are going um, to, through a journey. Okay, that's the summary, Mr. Ero. So now um, I just also want to thank, to thank um, some people. May I have Lisa... Robin and Tracy, please. My, my wife can bring their gifts there. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll do that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you. It's not me. <laughs> These ladies, they were working tirelessly, tirelessly, uh, helping us. So we just want, as as main basic men, we just want to say thank you. Um, I hope this is your size. Yeah. So thank you so much. <laughs> um, Thank you. Uh, that large one. Okay, I'm just gonna give you this. If it is not your size, then you know where I stay. <laughs> uh, may you have that. Uh, this one is oh. Well. Let me just get it. Okay. Um. Sheldon is not here today, so uh, Kathleen, may you come in? Uh, Just send in for hi- for him.
0: Wow. Okay, right.
4: <laughs> so... We present this to you as the uh, Bay City Men, um, just to say thank you for the vision and thank you for the dream and what you are doing for the church. And we just this is our first one, and we just put it out there somewhere um, as a <laughs> just as a reminder of the first Bay City Men camp. Thank you so much. <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, I just waited. Oh, Mr. Ero, I have another one. You made me cry at the camp, so I'm not going to thank you. (laughs) This is yours. Um, Thank you as your as well, and you as Mr. Ero, and your family, just supporting us as basic men. Thank you. (laughs) Okay, so I have the third one, right? This one, uh, we're just going to auction because I need to recover the man that I is spreading this. <laughs> <laughs> so we're just going to auction to the city man. Whoever wants it, then yeah, they can come and talk to Mr. Arrow. <laughs> can I get a 500, 500, 300, 300? <laughs> Thank you so much, guys. That was an amazing time that we had, and we, we just continue with that. Our next meeting will be the first Sunday of December. I'm not sure what's the date, but the first Sunday uh, of December. That's when uh, we are meeting again. Um, also, there's one more person that I want to thank. Um, my wife. Can you come over, babes? <laughs> <laughs> She was amazing. I mean, my phone was ringing every time and voice notes and calls, but she was just patient with me. And, you know, the process was not easy. Uh, You know how it is when you're organizing something, but she was always there and standing uh, with me. Even on that Sunday, our son was, you know, our old sick son was giving like very, very hard time um, at home but she she allowed me to continue at the camp despite what was happening um, at the home, and she didn't stand so I'm just gonna give you uh, this um can give to Fasha. Thank you, babes. <laughs> oh. Uh, Sorry, babes, I forgot to give you the grocery list as well. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Clive. (laughs) We're just going to have uh, one testimony from the camp, and um, that's it from me. Thank you, guys.
5: Patience is a virtue, Eh? God-given virtue. Thank you for asking me to say something. As I prayed about this and thought, what shall I say today? What does does God want me to say? there, There are quite a number of things. Obviously, the first thing you can say is it was just wonderful to be there with the other men. And to make new friends and to make new contacts, that was um, very helpful to come back now feeling more part of the men in this amazing body. That was wonderful. But the thing that God really gave me this weekend was his love for me and his faithfulness. Those two things for me personally. Um, when this camp was announced a couple of months ago, th- three or four months ago, I thought, okay, Clive, yeah, that'll be a good, a good thing. You need to be seen there. You, you need to go. Um, it'll be a good thing. So I put my name down um, with mixed feelings. Because of my current temporary minor inconvenience, I said... I said, now, how's this actually going to work out, you know? How will I get to the toilet? Will, will there be steps? Um, you know, what's actually going to happen? So there were things going on up there. There was a battle going on up there. But nevertheless, time went on. And then about three weeks ago, I I sort of said, well, no, I don't think I'm being fair on the other men by being there, No. I'm just going to be, you know, a problem and it's not going to work for me. I don't feel secure. So I actually WhatsApp Tracy and spoke to her one Sunday a few weeks ago and said, "Tracy, I'm sorry to mess you around, but uh, this is just not going to work. I'm out." Okay. Take my money, keep it for somebody else. And then a week later, sitting over there, Sheldon had a few words to say of encouragement about the camp. God just said to me, Clive, you go. And I got up. I knew it was God speaking to me, and I came and told you. And, and that was it. Anyway, you won't believe this. I can actually drive. Okay. I, I, I drove myself down there and arrived quite early. There was nobody around. I couldn't get out or walk anywhere, so I sat in the car and then the battle arose again. said, you know, ah, I'd feel much more comfortable at home. I'm safe there. I can get around the house. I can get to the toilet if I need to. What's going to happen here this weekend? So a big battle was going on up there. Errol, you were an absolute star. You really looked after me. Errol arrived, and they gave me a room on my own, bathroom alongside it. I was like a VIP. <laughs> and um, as, as time went on, I, I did think, you know, I'd rather be at home still. And I found by the time um, the Saturday evening meeting came and I was making my way up to the Saturday evening meeting, I found up here saying it's going to be all over tomorrow morning. There was a change. There was a shift up there. And it came through God's love for me through the men, through all the men, just loving me and helping me. I was absolutely blown away. And that is one of the commandments that Jesus gave us before he was crucified, to love each other and to express that love. And I found myself thinking also, I didn't want to, um, I think my pride was getting in the way, accepting help. I've always been an uh, independent person. I can fix things up. I can look after myself. I've got my back against the wall now. I had to accept help. And in actual fact, God said to me, if you humble yourself, Clive, and accept help, the people who are helping you, are actually more blessed than you are because they are giving. And if you put your pride aside, others will be blessed through me. And God said, I need to do that. So I came away from that camp absolutely blown away by God's love for me. He loves each one of us, each one of you in this room. He loves absolutely amazingly. He said, my loving kindness will never depart from you. I will never leave you. I'm with you forever. Take that home with you today. Jesus loves you so, so much. So much. And he is so faithful. That came out of that camp for me, a very precious thing. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you, Lord. We worship you. You are
0: our king. Thank you, Father. Caleb is going to assist you. Caleb. So the pictures that you see that was taken was Clive. Clive came and took those pictures for us. Do you know what was so amazing? Every time we went up the stairs, Clive spoke over his body. And he said, This is not going to be my condition. We were, you are right, Clive. We were blessed because of what has happened. Amen. Come on. Come on. Amen. Amen. Sure. One gets quite emotional because, you know, to see Clive uh, making it through the camp. And I know for quite a few of you, you couldn't make it. And for whatever reasons. But it was a camp to be at. Ray, he's going to share some things. Uh, and then afterwards, Farnes has got something to share. And we're going to worship some more. Amen. Cool.
6: When I was at the camp, I made a big mistake. And I decided I would see if I could still play soccer. <laughs> it was a big mistake. Because I think I did okay. It wasn't quite as good as the others, but in the process of playing, I, it was supposed to be a non-contact, but we, I made contact with somebody who I'll, I won't expose that person yet, <laughs> um, and I think it must have been that ab- el- elbow went into my rib cage here, and uh, it was a bit sore, so something's happened here, and then a couple of days, as the week went on, it got sore and sore, either I bruised or I've cracked a, a rib, but it was... But in that process, my whole body is—I'm complaining. My whole body is in trouble. I can't do what I want to do. Not just here, but when I move, it's painful. When I do things, it's painful. I can't do what I want to do. And and Joe said, "Well, you must maybe go to the doctor." And I woke up yesterday morning, and the word came into my mind that, well, the body is made to heal itself. So don't worry your healing's coming your healing's coming and um, so essentially our bodies are designed our physical bodies are designed for to, be, to heal itself now there are situations where the body needs help and we might go to a, 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 a doctor to get some pills or we might get some other help but bottom line is our bodies are designed to heal itself Yesterday, I was taking my dog down the road, and the dog pulled quickly, and I fell over, and I grazed my leg on on a tarmac. And I said, stupid dog. (laughs) I said, but but I looked, and within moments, there, there was obviously blood here, but that was all part of the healing, and I can't feel it anymore. The body healed itself. And even um I thought the worst worst is when we you ever, when, when you're eating something and you bite into that and you bite your tongue rather than the food, that's the worst, is not it? That's terrible so when when we hurt ourselves, or I don't know if you've've you've, you've moved your hand somewhere and you hit your head bumps, I don't know you do something like that you're, those are the horrible things, aren't they when you hurt ourselves and yet and What's even worse, when we, self, when we get into such a state where we self-harm ourselves, we've had enough and we self-harm ourselves, that's even worse than anything. But essentially, the body wants to heal itself. So what's, what am I talking all that for? Because I felt God speak to me as in, a, in a spiritual context, a spiritual analogy, and you probably will know where I'm going to go. But we are part of this local community of believers, aren't we? We're part, we committed ourselves to this local community of believers. And that's God's plan for us to be, to, for God's plan is through his church. And we are privileged of being part of this local community of believers. And there are various pictures in the Bible of the church. But one of them, as you know, where I'm going, one of them is a body. We are part of this community of believers. We're part, we're we're a bit, a bit part of the body, whether we're a finger or a rib cage or whatever it might be. We're part of the body of Christ, and we get hurt sometimes, don't we? We might, there'll be circumstances we get knocks in our lives, and we get hurt, and um, it affects the whole. If I, if I get hurt, and I'm in, I'm not a very nice person anymore then you're going you're gonna to feel the effect, the whole. But remember, the body is designed to heal itself. We are the body. God's designed us to heal ourselves, heal each other. So Sometimes, there's things that happen to us that require us to really seek the great physician to heal us. But so often, God's intention, God's plan is for us to heal ourselves through through one another. How do you do that? Well, you encourage each other. You show grace to one another. You show love to one another. You esteem one another. You actually, you esteem that other person above yourselves. And that way... If I'm hurt and you're encouraging me and esteeming me, I'm, I'm going to get healed in, some, in, in, in lots of situations I'm in. It's really, really, <laughs> really hard when we hurt ourselves, like I told you about biting on my tongue. And that sadly happens in the body. We hurt ourselves. We self-harm ourselves. But even so, God's intention is for the body to heal itself. So I want to encourage us to see, I think God wants to encourage us to see that in a fresh way, that we can be, if you see somebody suffering, we can be an encouragement, we can heal, and we can be a source of healing. God will use us as a source of healing for one another. I pray that will be the case. You'll be encouraged this morning as you um, think of that and as you think of what can happen and what God wants to do through us seeing the pain, seeing the hurt, God is saying, the body, the church, God designed it to heal itself.
0: Sure. Thank you, Ray. I'm so reminded that for us as men, that as we came from this camp and others, that we, we are there for each other, you know, and equally as the broader body of Christ. I'm going to invite father of the scripture that I would like to share is that he has told you, oh man, what is good and what does the Lord require of you but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with our God. And this is where we're walking in this garden. Keep on picking the flowers as we're still walking in this garden. Keep on picking.
7: Thank you, Edel.
3: all my life you have been faithful and all my life you have been so, so good with every breath that I am
2: made oh I will sing of the good
7: Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. And the multitudes with one accord heeded the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits came crying with loud voice, came out of many who were possessed, and many who were paralyzed and lame were healed. And there was great joy in that city. I just want to re- recap one thing by Philip hearing and seeing the miracles which he did as we continue our walk in the in our garden this morning um, I just had to contact a few people, and I want to take you to that portion of the garden this morning. Every one of the people i 'm going to mention could have come forward this morning, but because of time uh, We just want to honor them. But I want to remind you, it's the miracles Philip did. Too often the church, as part of its healing ray, will refer away. When the voice of God comes. No, we are the voice of God. The angels hearken unto what is said here today. That will put them into, into motion. So Philip had to do things. And this is who we're going to honor this morning. Just walk with me through this portion of the garden. So when Philip went out, three things happened. We've seen, we've heard Andy and uh, a few others start sharing, giving us testimonies of the miracles of salvation that's happening. And, And when I was a young Christian, we often had healing services or deliverance services. But that's not what happened here. Philip went and he preached Jesus. And from that came deliverance. And from that came healing. So the focus was on introducing people to Jesus. Watch that space. Watch the space of what has been playing out in the bay when we allow God to have his way. When we take a back seat and sometimes just shut up. And just allow God to do what he's so good at. So in the week I I spoke to Zita, um, I I, I couldn't speak to um, a few people. They were just short notice, and they were just too busy. But you you will remember, one Sunday we were here, and about 80 people came forward. And I was like, Lord, what's happening here? What are you showing me? Because I, I, I knew that God was onto something. I spoke to Joan about it. We prayed into it. And I didn't have the answer. But two weeks later, I saw what happened here. I saw people laying, laying hands on others. I saw kids laying hands on others. I physically saw teardrops on the ground here real teardrops, not angel teardrops. People were weeping in front of God. There's, there's a resurgence in in salvation. There's a resurgence in healing, and the healing rooms are are very excited. So I spoke to Zita, and I and we we spoke about this, and she and she just mentioned to me that there's a, such a need for deliverance, and it can't all happen on a Sunday in five minutes here. Uh, so first of all, they need more people. They need people from the youth. They need people from. All walks of life. Men that were awakened in this camp to come forward and say, hey, I can pray for somebody. I can lay hands. I have the authority. I'm the one that can make the miracle happen. Very often there's a need to have a discussion offline in, in privacy with these people. But that takes time and it can't all happen here on a Sunday. But what you're going to hear from me when I speak to, I spoke to Zita, I spoke to Nadine, I spoke to Tino, Jude, and Robin. Um, Marcy, I, I was just too busy. I couldn't get to you, Marcy, but thank you for, for, for directing me. And every one of these people are saying one thing there's an awakening. I heard Percy on the camp say, Walk by the Spirit, walk in the Spirit. What, that's all I heard him say. He sat at a breakfast table and he said it about five times. If we walk in the Spirit, when, 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 when John wrote about what Jesus was telling him about Ephesus, the church of Ephesus, if they didn't restore their first love, Jesus said, I will come and take your lampstand. What does the lampstand do? It gives light. So if we protect like we are hearing testimony after testimony, this is about our first love. This is about us expressing our first love, nurturing it, holding on to it, sharing it. Guess what God's going to do? He's going to let our light shine. He's going to let our light shine. What, what do we put into a lampstand? Oil. What does oil represent? What Percy said. Walk in the Spirit. Walk in the Spirit. Every one of these people that I uh, went to had repeated this refrain over and over. There's an awakening. There's a stirring. Let me just quickly go to Nadine. Uh, she here this morning. Um, she just said that no longer does she see students with little notebooks and Bibles. She sees people that are engaging. She sees young people that are, that are multiplying. People that are energized. People that are spraying over each other in the, in the, in the Bible school. I'm now busy with the, just giving some feedback on the Bible school. Sorry, I'm still just slowly walking through this portion of the, of the garden. So we spoke about the healing rooms. We, we now I just want to uh, touch on what Nadine shared with us. She says there's a coming alive. There's, there's no longer just this head knowledge. Some, somewhere, this knowledge is starting to, to take place. It's coming, starting to, it's becoming a rhema from them, from the head into the spirit man. And she's the excitement that I picked up from Zita, from Nadine, uh, Jude. You and another plane boot. Jude said in the youth he's seeing transition, he's, he's seeing, seeing growing, finding purpose, finding, expanding in diversity. There's a hunger in the youth. They want to be present, drawing in more, creating. They, they, they've, they've created a safe place, a safe space, a, a, place, a place of peace for the young people. There are people that are so far from Christ, so far. Yet they, they're sensing this place of peace. they sensing this place that they want to be drawn in. And they are super excited about it. The gifts that are starting to come out, the gifts that are being healed, uh, uh, revealed. These are the flowers that, that Errol was talking about. This is where the presence of God is made manifest. Jude shared with me that, and, and in part he shared it with us already, he was standing in this massive city. There were horses going up and down, and um, and he just saw the youth evangelizing, spreading new uh, good news. And God promised him again: the fruit will show, change will come. I spoke to Tino, Maddie's counselling. <laughs> he was supposed to send me one voice note. He sent me something like four, and and. Again, he was just bubbling. It, there was just such an excitement with him that he couldn't contain it. And, and I cannot capture everything he said here. But what I want to tell you, there are people that are having breakthrough. There are people that are walking by and in the spirit. And, and, the, and as we journey through this garden, see your place. You're a flower. You're something precious to our Lord. Petindo spoke about re, the restoration of families, of marriages. He, he spoke about deliverance. You know, <laughs> deliverance very often is a noisy, scary business. But he said he, he saw deliverance in the most gentle of ways. Where family, husband and wife that have lost, they were ready just to pack it in. Where in gentleness they got delivered from things that were... Those chains that we said were just broken off them. Yeah, There's there's too much to to repeat. I I just want to touch on when I spoke to Robin in closing, Errol. Um, Errol and I had the privilege of coming. um, Sheldon meets with new people in the church and uh, call it Connection Point. And um, it was wonderful at the camp. To recognize so many of the men that were in the previous connection point already involved there. I don't want to call out names, but, but you're part of this garden. And it's wonderful to see you being knitted in. When Edel and I and, and Robin uh, uh, were with a connection point, quite a few of them just shook their heads and said, Why haven't we heard this before? There's something very special. There's something very good happening in the Bay. And, and I want to honor our leaders, Kathleen and Sheldon. Can I, can I, share, can I share February with them? <laughs> You're in the spot. You, 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 you were not going to say no, okay? But just hear this in closing. Just hear this. So, Sheldon has been invited to go to Korea in February. All right? Guess what he's going to do there? There's a a number of ministries and a number of pastors that are going to gather and they are going to walk at the North Korean border. And Sheldon is going to stand there in agreement and in one voice with these people. And they are going to declare over North Korea. Sheldon will be representing our city and our nation. Do we get what's happening here? Do we see what this garden is all about? When, 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 um, when the brothers had to kneel down to Joseph, he, he, he thought it was the house of Jacob. What it really was, the house of Pharaoh. Don't underestimate this.
0: Thank you. So, founders, let you cry, then hands you the mic. <laughs> You've got to understand what is happening and what we are doing here today. If you ever thought you come to a church where one person is ministering or preaching, we felt that, you know what? We want to represent the faithfulness of God through the testimonies that we are sharing. Kathleen is going to share, and then we're going to have communion as we end off, and we're going to talk through just a little bit of that garden, which you can already see where we 're going, amen
8: <clears throat> i 'm just going to grab a tissue because we know where this is going to go. <laughs> you all know me more so You see me in worship I know i 'll forgive you finest, I forgive you, yeah, no, I should actually take the box um, and and the tears aren 't just an emotional reaction to to today. this is a taste and see that the Lord is good. Bay City Church, we have been through much and yet we are still standing and we are standing strong. And to be honest, I didn't really know which part of the garden I was going to go and represent because I have a few hats in the house. Um, Do I I represent women? Do I represent the leadership? So I'm kind of going to flow just with Whatever it comes out that I represent, or what we're what we're smelling, I'm sorry. And it's one of those I'm sorry, not sorry, for the guests in the room, for the visitors. Uncle Bob's, I'm sorry. This is um, uh, it's one of those meetings. It's one of those house meetings where it's family time, and we're needing to pause. We're needing to look back in order to look forward. Last week was interesting. Um, I've preached many times in this house and in other houses. And, um, you know, there's a certain way a meeting will go. And because there was predominantly women, but we definitely had men in the house, which we were grateful for, you could feel that the men were not in the house. Uh, the, The representation of men was not in the house. And the worship started, and Tracy was beautiful on the piano. And I, I went to Tracy Valentine. I said, there's something in the room. Is it just me? There was something in the room. And it wasn't of a holy nature. And as we pushed through and God began to speak and, 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 and tell, tell us what it was, it was almost this mocking spirit that had come in. And if you think, oh, Kathleen, you're going all spiritual. Need I remind you? Need I remind you of the following? Your hand-to-hand combat is not with human beings, but with the highest principalities and authorities operating in rebellion under the heavenly realms. For they are a powerful class of demon gods and evil spirits that hold hold this dark world in bondage. It's out of the Passion. It's Ephesians 6, which we know. Something was trying to silence the woman in the house that day. It was like, and I, I, actually, I'm sorry about all the voice notes on Sunday afternoon, Trace. I was bombarding her because God was really beginning to show me what had happened. During the worship, the woman started singing. And there is something when women sing that it just, there is a beauty about it. There is a preciousness about when women sing. Do you know that Tracy couldn't hear? She couldn't hear a single thing. She said there was a moment where something came through and she could hear, and then was gone. When I started preaching, actually just before I preached, Claire came up to to share something she had gone in the worship. She said to me afterwards, I actually stopped the word short because I felt like my words were just being taken. When I started preaching, I had the same feeling that as soon as my words left my mouth, they were like they were being stolen. Now, if you were in the room that Sunday and you're like, oh, but it was an absolutely fine meeting. I thought it was great. It was good. I'm not saying it wasn't good. But I'm saying there's something beyond. And when there's something beyond, that means God's doing something. And that afternoon, I sat with the Lord. And I was, I was exhausted. I felt like I'd run a few marathons. And he gave me a picture And the picture was this, it was like a battlefield, but you know those battlefields out of the Lord of the Rings, and the orcs are doing their thing, and there's blood and gore and all these things, and I saw us women standing shoulder to shoulder, where our heads were down, our eyes were closed, and we stood, and the enemy was roaring at us, and I felt the Spirit of the Lord tell me, not an inch of territory was stolen from you on Sunday. You held your ground. You held, how how often have we said from the front, hold the line, hold the line. We held the line because our men were at war too. And our men were at war getting themselves free. And I want to tell you, and this is what Sheldon and I have been speaking about a lot with each other, that in the following weeks and months to come, we're going to begin to teach you, church, on our values on how we see men and women and their roles. And I want to tell you now, I'm very aware that there are many of us that sit in this room, and we come from very different church backgrounds, and church backgrounds where the role of men and women in the Bible has been taken out of context— And has been used as a mask for control and manipulation and downright abuse. We are setting the order in this house. Interestingly, Tony Adams that did the welcome. She's of the younger generation. The younger generation who have been taught that a woman can do everything and anything. And I don't disagree. But she came to me after the meeting and she said, you know, probably deep down I am the feminist and I believe women can do things. But I actually realized we need our men. We need the men in the room. And so to arise and take your place. Because when Sheldon arose and took his place, I could take mine. That's what happened nine years ago. Sheldon arose and took his place. That means he dealt with his stuff. He started dealing with stuff, and I could arise and take my place. So, women, we held our line. We protected this house. The men are back, and now we're beginning to flow. My heart's a little sad because I really wish Sheldon could see this. (laughs) His heart is heavy to not be here. But this is everything we've fought through. For nine years, in February we would have led this church for nine years. And we've been through hell. And I'd do it all again to reach this point. Because guess what? This church is on the move. This church is arising. We are not stagnant. We are not stagnant. We have been judged. <laughs> we have been judged. And all I had to say to the woman last week that the Holy Spirit wanted me to share was, look at the parking lot. Do not take your eyes off that outside parking lot. A seed has been birthed, and next year, something is going to happen on that parking lot. And so we decree and declare that we are a movement. We are a house that is in order and a house that is moving. And we decree and declare as a community of the Bay City Church, that parking lot, you will arise with buildings to house us resources that will overflow into a community that needs it more than ever, and and to a nation that is longing for righteousness and justice to rule. It is coming. It is coming. Amen.
0: As we wrap this up, I want to invite all the men who's been on the camp and wearing this T-shirt. Now, Andy's got this lame excuse that his washing machine chews up a T-shirt once every 10 T-shirts. So apparently this was the one time. Andy, I'm not sure. We're not convinced. Um, But... (laughs) but I'm going to invite the men who who's on the camp to come and stand with me, please. Because we're going to serve communion in a very different way this morning. What we did is the, the last day on the Sunday morning, after we had amazing teachings, preachings, fellowship, everything you could anticipate it to be, a few days prior to that and part of what we asked Caleb to do is he wrote a declaration for us as men and we're going to put that up on the screen but before we do Daniel don't do it yet I want us to stop at this last point in the garden because it's here that we find what this Christian walk is all about (laughs) so i want to take us to to a walk that was done by someone and some of it is known as the via dolorosa which means the place or the road that was sorrowful we're also aware that for some people it's it's said as the via dolorosa which translates into the path of the rose and we're going to stop at this particular rose garden and understand that there was a man that was condemned to death as one of the places he had to be at he took up his cross and had to walk close to a kilometer over 600 and odd kilometers that he fell for the first time with his cross because it was so heavy that he met his mother along the way and saw the sorrow in her face He met Simon of Syrian who helped him to carry his cross. He met Veronica who wiped his face. He fell down again. He meets the woman of Jerusalem and he falls again for the third time because he's carrying a cross that brought redemption power for all of us here. That the same man He was stripped of his garments. That he was nailed to the cross. That he died on the cross. He was taken from the cross. He was laid in a tomb. But we know the story doesn't end there. What happened is that he rose on the third day. So that we can have life and life in abundance. And as a group of men, as we are going to stand and ask you to join with us in standing, and we are going to read a declaration. Daniel, you can put it on the screen. Then after that, we're going to have some fellowship through communion, and then we can just go our separate ways. We're going to ask you to pull up the, the next slide, please. Some of us have this. Please stand with us. So what we did on the last day, we created a tunnel where we... We read this declaration, but we, the T-shirt says, men arise and take your place. And so when we are done, as you can see on the first slide, it says, men arise and take your place. Now, please hear me today, women, we are not forgetting about you. We fully understand this. But for today, we are declaring and setting an order that is right. So let's go, and we can read this together. The next slide, please, Daniel. Men yes. arise. Take your place. Adam, you cannot be silent anymore. You were created for a time such as this. Take a stand. Men arise. Take your place. You are not going to be tamed or confined. Resonate with your wild heart. Pursue your God-given purposes. Take your God-given position. Men arise. Take your place. Reset the standard. Lay down the blueprint. Repaint the story of repossessed and lost pride. Take back the lost generation and say no to degeneration. Men arise. Take your place. You are not from Mars and neither are you going to be marred. By impaired definitions and perceptions, you are not a receptor of deception. Men arise. Take your place. You are mighty men of valor, not a timid spirit, but of strength, courage, and passion. Men of prayer, men of integrity, together we stand. We will not shrink back. We will not back down. Men, arise and take your place. The time is now. Amen. So we're going to ask the men to help us at the tables as we serve and have communion together. And then we're going to close in prayer. So where you are, just huddle with your family. Grab what is there, the, the implements. So men, just help us. Go to the various tables and help the families. Amen. Amen. And so we're going to ask you as, as, we, as we continue in worship, just where you are, get into a, a, a group where these families get around. There's some men here with the t-shirts. They will assist you. And let's just stand together in unity.